0: I'm Jordan, and I'm Donnie, and this is a podcast about the stuff in our New York City apartment. How we find it, where we put it, and why we're into it. Welcome to Apartment 26. Hey
1: everyone, and welcome to the podcast episode I wrote.
0: Is this what you feel like at the beginning of every podcast episode where you like don't really know what we're going to talk about, but you're just here anyway?
1: Every time. (laughs) Awesome. So today I want to talk about how you can be your own home gym.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Here we go.
1: We got to go back in time first. Should I the sound effects?
0: Yeah, I don't know how to do the sound effects. Sorry. It's
1: okay. We got to go back in time first. (laughs) So this is a couple years ago. Um, And for working out, really, I was still using my college of the cross lifting plan. Didn't really know really how to switch it up. I've been working out since high school doing high school sports and then played sports in college and just followed really the lifting and fitness plans that I was given. And I never really uh, thought about making my own or like doing much of them i always felt like outside of my expertise but working out with jordan we had these videos that i believe your mom gave to you first
0: yeah so this was before apartment 26 which i think is important to clarify um i was still living in the heights and i didn't really know anything about working out like you worked out and that was fine but i just kind of knew that like people worked out for health and like probably I should be but I wasn't um but the apartment I did live in had this like massive living room it was giant if you remember and my mom had sent me some DVDs that she used Mm -hmm. to work out and they were like I don't even know what, what, I think it's like 10 minute abs. I think it, that was the brand of it. And I was like, okay, well I can work out for 10 minutes. <laughs> and get
1: abs. <laughs> yeah.
0: And it was really convenient to do at home because we had that big space.
1: Yeah. I still have pretty vivid memories of using those chairs that we made, the yes. plaid chairs. Because uh, part of the workout from those videos involves doing like leg lifts on chairs. Um, good times. Tracy, right? Yeah, those were Tracy's
0: videos. And I thought that um, Tracy's videos were pretty hard, you know? Like, if you revisit them now, they are good workout videos. We just kind of, or at least I didn't really know what I was doing in terms of fitness. So I was, like, showing up, doing the 10 minutes, just, like, knocking it out and moving on, which probably wasn't the biggest help to my fitness. But... In terms of using my home for fitness, was great because all of Tracy's videos are about like stuff that's already in your home. The chairs that you were talking about. A mm-hmm. few of them use like a rolled up towel. It's like literally zero equipment, just like a little bit of space.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, they're they are pretty hard. Then did Michelle come later?
0: Well, so Cindy's videos are. In that pack. Ah. There are two 10 minute abs DVDs. We can link these in the show notes if people are <laughs> like hype on the 10 minute abs. Um, and Cindy's was like num- workouts four, five, six. So we did workouts mm. one, two, three with Tracy over and over and over again, trying to get better at them. But actually, four, five, six was like harder. Yeah. Yeah. And so she was part of that pack as well. So at some point, we like leveled up a little bit. And I think there might have been resistance bands in that one Mm. but you were like allowed to use a rolled up towel if you needed to Mm. so this was back when we had like zero equipment it was just like me in the living room with the chair and the towel
1: cool so fast forward kind of a lot of it basically up to apartment 26 days to be doing some of those videos i had a pretty long-standing planet fitness membership and really i have no beef with Planet Fitness. I know a lot of people do. People who are like serious lifters don't like it. Some people who are real like fitness heads don't like it. But I don't know. I think you can get in. You can do the things you need. You can do it all for 10 bucks, which is like a pretty sweet deal if you're into the gym scene. so I was doing that for a while, but I knew I wanted to kind of supplement my lifting. I was kind of over it. It wasn't doing what I wanted to. I noticed myself kind of bulking up in ways that weren't aligned with like my goals, my health goals and all that. So I started exploring some body weight options and I stumbled across this book called The Complete Book of Pilates for Men. And I was like, huh, I know the name Pilates. I've heard of that before. I wonder what it is. <laughs> and that initial curiosity led me pretty much down a rabbit hole that is, or down the rabbit hole that is Pilates.
0: Let's clarify also that the only thing that makes this Pilates for men is that, like, all of the illustrations in the book and all the photos in the book are of men. Yeah. So, like, I also saw this book when you brought it home, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I think because home workouts have always been really attractive to me, I feel like sometimes my, um, like, barrier to working out is that I would have to go to the gym, and I know of myself that I'm pretty bad at motivating myself to, like, get up and go to Planet Fitness. Mm. So, I saw this book when you brought it home, and I was like, oh, I could probably try that because, again, we have this space in the middle of our living room. Mm -hmm. And actually, we kind of set the living room up this way because we knew that we liked to work out at home and wanted to have the open space for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Um, Yeah, I bought, I think, an $8 yoga mat on Amazon because I went with the purple color is one of those things we talked about this recently how some colors are just a couple dollars cheaper yeah because no one wants to buy that color so no one wanted to buy the purple one so
0: i was like i mean i'll save two dollars and buy the purple one it doesn't matter
1: uh, it's one of the big bulky like not sexy yoga mats you know
0: we'll link that too but i feel like i've recommended this yoga mat to people actually because it is very soft and because we have hardwood floors in here which is definitely better than carpet for our lifestyle mm-hmm. but like it's not great in terms of just putting like a regular yoga mat down to work out
1: true yeah this one is v cushy um which is nice so yeah and started doing pilates and started with this book and i slowly took some classes i you did class pass a lot more
0: yeah, I think I started working out with the book, and the reason I had always done videos is because sometimes it's really hard for me to look at the book and like the photos and illustrations and read the directions, mostly because I skim the directions and don't read them thoroughly. But you know, it's hard for me to picture what I'm supposed to be doing with my body. However, I started doing this book, and then I looked into a couple Pilates videos, and I was really intrigued by it and really liked it. Something I like about Pilates is that it's very body weight oriented, and I have always hated lifting. Every time I try to do it, I think it's terrible. So, doing a body weight workout was really interesting to me. And so, doing a couple of the book workouts and then doing a couple like YouTube video workouts made me really want to pursue like taking a few classes. Mm. And my idea was that I was going to take a few classes, learn how to do it, and then start doing it at home again. And then I just got really addicted to the classes.
1: Yeah, now you do like aerial Pilates, you do crazy shit now.
0: That's true, yes.
1: Which is cool. I don't do crazy shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is about home workouts as well. And like technically what I'm doing isn't home workouts because I do have to leave the home for them. But I like about Pilates that it can be a home workout and that you don't need like all sorts of fancy stuff for it. You really just need a mat. Yeah, yeah,
1: true which is very cool because
0: um, if you remember pilates from the early 2000s it was a bunch of like white moms doing it and they all had reformers that they were selling pilates machines really hard at that time so in order to do pilates at your home you were supposed to have like a whole room dedicated to your reformer which you bought for like four thousand dollars right pre amazon well dark times
1: yeah it would have been hard yeah it would have been crazy no wonder I, it got associated with bougie so quickly
0: yeah, whenever I think about this, I think about... Um, have you ever seen Juno? Yeah, I have. There's that scene in Juno where she's like, what is that? And Jennifer mm-hmm. Garner's like, it's a Pilates machine. <laughs> That's
1: funny. <laughs> I, get, yeah, never even registered. I have seen that probably a couple times. Huh, never even registered.
0: Yeah, that was like previously like the world's view of Pilates, and I feel like it's really changed in the past few years to being a very hip form of exercise.
1: Yeah, I... I'm down with it. I'm down with Pilates for sure. When people talk to me about working out or ask me for recommendations, Pilates is the first thing I recommend. And I do that not only because it's a home workout, but I think it gets you in touch with your body in a way that maybe other forms do. I don't know. I was never really a big yoga fan. I I would like to be in my head. I would very much like to be like all yogied out, but I'm just not. Every time I try to do yoga class, I can't.
0: It's so boring. <laughs>
1: um, and I recently have started taking Tai Chi classes, and I really like that. And that definitely gets you in touch with yourself and your body in a serious way. But Pilates was the first thing I did where I was really like, whoa, this is like my core, like not just my abs. Like this is what like my body needs. And building this core strength like makes movement way more integrated, just like walking around, my posture way more integrated. And I noticed it was benefiting when I was lifting at the time, my lifting in a serious way. So I started doing this at home, went to some classes with Jordan, um, but really just kept it up as a home practice because I I liked it as a home practice. We had the space for it, I had the mat. So I I kept doing this and I don't know, probably spring of last year, I was finally just pretty done with lifting, but I kept on keeping on because I was you know getting good results and yada yada and i was killing some time in a library i think i was meeting a friend and just walking around i was looking at different cookbooks looking at different i don't know yeah mainly cookbooks i was in the cookbook section that's like my favorite thing to do when i have time to kill because you can skim through a lot of like recipes really fast you know like you're not going to sit and read a novel in like 10 minutes but if I'm just trying to kill some time, I'll go back there. And I stumbled upon, in this section, this diet book by a dude named Mark Lauren, And I was like, uh-huh, this guy seems crazy. And I looked at the back of his book, and he had something that he calls himself the Bible of bodyweight exercises. And I was like, wow, this man is crazy. I should get his book. And so I put um, You Are Your Own Gym, which is the Bible of bodyweight exercises, on hold, I was like, "Let's see what this dude is all about." Uh, got the book, and it is crazy, uh, but it's very much revolutionized the way I work out. To his credit, um, so this is a collection of buy to 8 exercises, and it's all stuff. The whole point of it, you are your own gym, is that you know you are your own gym. These are all things you can do at home, kind of, <laughs> um, but definitely things that anyone can do just to get stronger and not necessarily, you know, the, what I like about the book too is you can kind of set your own goals, right? Like it's not just weight loss or it's not getting ripped or it's not, you know, all the other shit that you hear about. It's just like strength, like core strength, stability, posture, all the things that really matter uh, is what this target. And, and
0: I think that the important ethos of it is that you don't need stuff. Yeah, to do this. I feel like a lot of people when they talk about home gyms and kind of the picture I have of home gyms from like, knowing suburban home gyms is that there's a room in your house. It's the home gym. You've purchased many things for this home gym, whether it's like, a weight rack or a bench or one of those like Both bow flex things oh, yeah. or a treadmill and you need to spend a lot of money and have a lot of space mm-hmm. to have a home gym or you do it like in your garage and then you can't park your cars in your garage and something that was interesting to me about this book because I started doing it with you before I totally bitched out was <laughs> that he's literally saying... Like, don't buy things. Yeah. It's not about things. It, I don't even think he uses resistance bands <laughs> in this book. It's literally just, like, household items and bodyweight workouts.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and yeah. he trains Navy SEALs and is literally like, if Navy SEALs don't need things, you don't need things. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I I don't want to misquote any of the things in his book for fear of him hunting me down. But there's some really wild statements maybe if we get into like a a deep conversation i'll flip through but yeah i i prefaced it earlier by saying kind of because some of the stuff would be a little tricky to do in an apartment especially a rented apartment for example uh mark lauren who we affectionately call steve so if i call him steve accidentally (laughs) throughout this podcast please know that when when i say steve i'm referencing you are your own gym by mark lauren (laughs) um so in this book he recommends doing pull-ups on doors so you lay a towel on the top of your door frame and you pull yourself up on the door which is well and good uh if you have very sturdy doors but i'm terrified of doing that and ripping our doors right off the hinges oh
0: absolutely the door would come down immediately
1: yeah there's also some other like body weight rows that he calls um let me ins and let me ups involved holding onto the door handles and i'm pretty confident i would rip the doors off the hinges again if i did those um, but what i've done instead is made them into park workouts and gone out into inwood hill inwood hill had a pull-up bar for a while and then fort Tryon, which is the park next door to inwood hill um, which is the park closest to us in manhattan uh, had a full workout but now what's cool is inwood hill park just put in a full like workout set Uh, which has been a lot of fun to mess around on because it's all brand new and it's right on the Hudson. It's really pretty idyllic. Yeah, I don't know what else to say about You Are Your Own Gym. I recommend it. He has some other books, I think. I haven't checked out his diet book beyond just, like, flipping through it. Um, So I don't know. I think it's a lot about snack timing, as I remember, or, like, you know, metabolic timing seems to be a big thing. So if you're into that, maybe check that out. That's not necessarily my jam. And then he has an Instagram, which is... We only just started following it, but it's, like, pretty fun because he's just, like, a wild dude, really.
0: Yeah, we just found out that on his website, too, he has, like, a series of fitness videos, and you can, like, buy his, um, like, plan. He does, like, a whole... 30-day plan of videos, which sounds like something that if I were going into this would be something that I might invest in because again I like looking at the videos and having someone show me how the movement should go.
1: Yeah You really like You've used a lot of like Pilates videos here
0: That's true. I don't so much like this mostly just because it's really hard and It I'm just not intense enough um, and I think it's really good and I'm glad that you're getting your life from it, but not so much for me. So what I've started doing is looking up resistance band workouts online for the days that I'm not doing Pilates because I know that strength training is important. I just hate lifting and hate being my own gym. So we do have a set of resistance bands. I think that that's like an appropriate level of stuff to have in a home gym. They go in our little cabinet and you can't see them. So I think that's reasonable. And so we have, a set of resistance bands and I think one pair of three pound weights which was helpful when I was doing Michelle's videos the like I don't even remember what those are called it's like intense core or something
1: oh yeah I don't remember
0: and those use the weights but other than that that's pretty much the extent of our exercise equipment
1: yeah I have a jump rope and then I have a band as well that's like a little higher power I suppose
0: but there's a lot of, I think there's a movement right now in fitness communities of not even having paid videos, but just having free videos on YouTube. I've found a ton of Pilates workouts, a ton of resistance band workouts. I use Hasfit, and I can link them in the show notes too. And they have full 30 day plans of, you know, um, HIIT workouts and things like that. So there's really a bunch of stuff you can find online and not have to pay for that's in your home do-it-yourself sort of things.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, too, what's cool about all this, and you talked about it, too, is that it allows us to keep our space free. Like, our equipment, our equipment, I'm putting air quotes because it really isn't, all tucked away. I keep my jump rope and resistance band in my hiking bag because if I'm doing a park workout, that's where I'll use it anyway. I have, like, a little drawstring day pack that I take with me in the park, and then you keep your stuff just under our office supplies, really.
0: Yeah, I definitely, like home gym is not my aesthetic. I would. Mm. I think some people like to walk into their home and have that be part of oh, yeah, absolutely. the vibe because yeah. it's part of their lifestyle. But for me, it's not really that much part of my lifestyle that that's what I want people to know when they walk into my home. So it is important to me that whatever we do can kind of just be like tucked away. Yeah. You know? And that's what we're doing currently. I don't think I've been in a position where I thought, oh, I really wish. We had more exercise things, or this is an inconvenient number of things.
1: Yeah. And while I'm thinking about it, I'm looking at the notes that I wrote. Another cool body weight, don't buy stuff book out there. Uh, it's called Raising the Bar, and it's by Al Caval- Cavallo. I'm saying the Cavaldo, name. Cavaldo? Cavaldo, maybe. Yeah, Cavaldo. Uh, he's the guy who started uh, Bar Stars, who are the people you can watch on YouTube doing crazy Mm. uh like flagpoles and half mass and stuff like that on or at playgrounds. Um you put out a book, it's all about what you can do with one pull-up bar. It's pretty cool. Uh it's only in ebook format at the New York Public Library, but I know there are hard copies floating around some libraries, but a lot of places have ebooks of it. I think both Brooklyn and NYPL have ebooks. Um but it's worth checking out. He's really cool. Uh,
0: I always wish I could do that stuff. Like, I think that doing that stuff is really cool. Just, like, knowing how much training it takes to be able to do that stuff is so intimidating to me.
1: Yeah, it would be wild, for sure. For
0: that's sure. why I started doing aerial plotties because it felt like I would learn how to do stuff like that. And I have, kind of, but it takes, like, years and years and years of training. And it's also not something you can do in your home.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's really the gist of the episode. Just want to talk about and advocate having home workouts i think what's nice about it too is you can really make them your own without getting in other people's way so i really like uh bringing like mindfulness into the mix and that started when i heard uh, or you showed me actually on jenny blake's pivot podcast so there's this dude andres 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 varner anyway he has uh, a yin strength training he calls as part of his low back fix and he was this dude who was like a crazy powerlifter, trained with John Cena, part of his John Cena's One Tongue Club, uh, did the whole thing. And then he totally fucked up his lower back and knees, I believe. Uh, and that's hence the low back fix. And part of his return to health was focused, he doesn't just do body weight, he still does lifting. Um, but it's a lot of integrated movement and it's a lot of mindfulness. So on this podcast, as part of his training programs he has everyone who works out with him meditate five minutes before and five minutes after lifting um, and i had started doing that before i left planet fitness and kind of moved towards body weight and away from lifting uh he has everyone do that and so i started doing that just to see what it was like um it was kind of hard it was like easy to feel like I was in people's way um because the stretching area at the planet fitness that was closest to us was never very big and i would just be like lying there for five minutes it's also funny i'm not someone who's self-conscious about being in the gym too much but one time when i was lying there i had someone come up and be like hey man are you okay i had to to be like yeah i'm just Meditating, but like, i have to give this dude's credit if you see someone just <laughs> lying down for five minutes at fucking Planet Fitness, you're gonna be like, "Is you, that guy dead?"
0: Well, you also are a very shallow breather. Like, if someone were to look at you, it's possible that your chest like wouldn't be moving.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I also find it difficult to meditate other places that aren't at home because I feel like so much of meditating is being able to focus on that one thing and i think especially as new yorkers we're so attuned to the things that are going on around us at all times to make sure that like you're not in the way that you're not taking up the wrong amount of space that no one is like getting too close to you you know just like those regular things so like i can't be like sitting on the train for instance and meditating because i'm too attuned to what's going on outside and i think that being at home really helps me just say like, nothing's going to like pop up in my face right now because I'm sitting on the couch so I can focus on actually meditating.
1: That makes sense. So yeah, doing the workouts at home though is like allowed me to put as much space as I want at the front and tail end. A lot of times, especially on weekdays uh, after I work out is when I'll meditate, you know, and I'll do like inversions then, like put my feet up on the wall, do that. That'll feel good the whole time I'm meditating. And it just kind of has or gives rather that, that freedom to do that without getting in other people's way or having someone think that you've passed out on a gym floor, <laughs> all of that good stuff.
0: Meditating is one of those things also that I think has been sold as like, get all of your meditating things to be in like the right meditating space. Like mm. I've gone to a few meditation classes on ClassPass and all of them have the the like cushions that go on the floor and the candles and like all of that stuff. And I think we started using insight timer, Mm -hmm. which was recommended to me in Dan Harris's book. Oh man. I can't remember what that book is called, but I will. Oh, 10% happier. That was a cool book. And that's the book that actually got me to start meditating like Mm -hmm. seriously because I was super in and out for a while there. We'll link that in the show notes, but we don't have any things for meditation like i sit on the couch you sit in the chair yeah. i guess that i don't it. know where you meditate when i'm not here but when i when we meditate together that's how we do it and it's not about our meditation stuff it's just about doing the thing <laughs>
1: yeah sometimes i'll lie down on the yoga mat usually it's same even when you're not here i'll either sit in the chair or lie down on the yoga mat depending on how i'm feeling sometimes I just lie down in bed and then I also fall asleep.
0: Yeah, I think if I meditated lying down, I would absolutely fall asleep.
1: But, but, Dalai Lama says sleep is the best kind of meditation.
0: <laughs> I'm not arguing with that. It's just sometimes... I mean, you shouldn't argue with dialogue. <laughs> sometimes we meditate at a time where it would be inconvenient to immediately fall asleep. Like, I meditate before I go to work. <laughs> so, Yeah. <laughs> not um, always what I'm going for. I mean,
1: I guess they say that's the best time. A lot of... Practitioners And by a lot of, I mean all three that I've taken classes with. Uh, a school where I run workshops had a center come in and run them as part of staff development, which is kind of cool. That's kind of what got me into it. it. Like, yeah, I'd always thought it would be cool to start meditating in a serious way. And then uh, as part of the staff development at the school, I was allowed to come and meditate with, like, professionals, I suppose, people who just run meditation courses for a living. Um, that was pretty cool. And that kind of informed, along with that podcast, me being like, all right, well, let me try this thing, and let me try this thing in the context of my workout. And then from there, I was like, oh, well, let me try this thing, just like in the context of my everyday. Um, but anyway, they were saying that the best time to do it usually is in the morning, like after you've gone through your morning routine, like had your coffee, like because then you're the most alert and you can really meditate and not worry about like dozing off if that concerns you or uh it's also I guess when you're the most focused right people say the morning is when you're close to your subconscious I suppose
0: I find it invigorating in the morning I feel like when I'm done with it I'm ready to go about my day personally
1: yeah it's cool I, yeah. I feel that I like doing it I, I like doing it in the morning I do it like I said, uh, a lot of times in the afternoon as, like, a way out of my slump. I think of that, the mm. fucking five-hour energy shot. think eh, about eh. that
0: all the time. Yeah,
1: really, whoever made those ads, The 2.30
0: like... slump.
1: Yeah, but mine usually comes, not quite at 2.30, but around that time to get out of the slump is when I'll meditate. I find it pretty refreshing. Even, I don't know, it's just nice to, like, allow yourself to close your eyes and feel like... <laughs> Like, I'm just going to lie here for 20 minutes. And then, <laughs> it's surprising how refreshing that really is. And then I'll get back up and, like, go about my work, whatever I have going on next. Though I guess I'm speaking from a place of pretty extreme privilege and luxury as a person who works from home.
0: Well, someone tried to start a meditation, like, not hour, 15 minutes at my office on Wednesdays it just so happens that i'm not there on wednesdays but i like the idea of it sometimes i'm sitting there thinking like i would like to lock myself in the conference room for 15 minutes and meditate (laughs) and then come back out but our conference rooms have glass walls and i don't want to look like a creep Wow. so yeah
1: (laughs) someone would probably come in and be like are you okay (laughs)
0: yeah um yeah so i definitely see that how like you would want to do that in the middle of the day and honestly i think probably a lot of people with offices could even just like go into the bathroom and mm. do it wow. you know <laughs> you got to do what you got to do when you work in a corporate office you know
1: yeah huh
0: so i could definitely see it working in that way
1: that makes sense yeah i think i don't i think that's probably just the end i don't know what else i have to say
0: i think it's interesting how it becomes part of your lifestyle you know what meditating I think all health, I guess, Mm -hmm. that was something we had focused on personally for a few years at this point, I think. Mm -hmm. And again, in like how we set up the apartment and what sorts of things we set up for multi-use.
1: Yeah, it's almost like as much as we're saying we don't have a home gym, we did kind of set up a home floor.
0: Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Like
1: almost unconsciously in our design
0: and we've talked several times about how nothing should go in that space that it is a big open space but we don't really desire to have anything there because it's so multi-purpose for us and Mm. one of those purposes is to be able to work out and to bring the mat out and to lay there and meditate and things like that and I think that really works for us kind of in the way that Whitney Lee Morris was talking about in her small space style book of just like all spaces in tiny homes are just spaces and therefore whatever you want them to be i think that's very true of us we want to be able to live a lifestyle like this so we've carved out the space that does many other things over the course of the day you know but is a home gym at some time Mm.
1: it's very astute (laughs) like nice i feel like that was said
0: really nicely like wrapped in the ribbon i don't have anything else to add really
1: (laughs) thanks for listening to this episode of apartment 26
0: for more info on the stuff we talk about on this episode check out the show notes linked below and follow us on instagram at apt26podcast
1: see you next time